0: It's been a while. Uh, yeah, it's been a little while. Here we are on episode six of the Sports Cast with No Name. A lot has happened since uh, our last kind of bit on free agency, mm-hmm. um, which was free kind agency of agency was lame. It was lame. It was anticlimactic. Some big names are still out there. Everyone thought Romo was going to go somewhere, and nothing happened. So it's going to be interesting. But yeah. um, at any rate, here we are, and uh, looking forward to. Um, Kind of getting this going, yeah. Uh, so, big news happened um, with your favorite team, Casey. Raiders. The Raiders moving to Sin City. Moving to Sin City. <laughs> yeah, man. I think
1: that um, I think people are making a bigger deal out of it than it really is. I mean, let's be honest. The Raiders moved from Oakland to Los Angeles, back to Oakland. So essentially. Oakland left their first wife for their second wife, which was Los Angeles, <laughs> and then went back to their first wife. And now they're leaving their first wife, who was then their second wife, to go to a new wife, a new younger, more improved, sexier wife in Las Vegas. Listen, man, I, you know, I'm not necessarily going to say I'm for it because I'm all about nostalgia. I, w- I would love that the Raiders stay in Oakland. But if there's one city that the Raiders can go to that it... Kind of fits, I would say Vegas, because they're they're pirates. Why not? <laughs> um, we have a Christian leader who probably won't won't partake in a lot of the Sin City stuff, which we don't want him to, anyways. Um, I just think that people are making a bigger deal out of it, and I think that you know people always want someone to blame and point the finger at. And I don't necessarily think it's the city of Oakland or it's the team. Um, I, I guess to not keep using analogies, I, the only way I can describe how I see it is. Imagine if a guy's with a beautiful young lady and all she wants him to do is propose to her and he's not putting a fucking ring on her finger. She's eventually going to leave him for someone who, who is going to put a ring on her finger. And yep. Vegas is essentially putting a ring on the Raiders' finger. The Raiders' stadium has to be, if not the worst, very close runner-up to the worst stadium in the league. Yeah. I've been there. It's horrible.
0: Yeah, them in San Diego really needed to get something
1: um, new going. San Diego, I think San Diego kind of jumped too soon, in my opinion. I think San Diego should have done a little bit more research. Um, to be honest with you, I I, uh, I read somewhere that Mark Davis, uh, he uh, he bought the, the rights to LasVegasRaiders.com in 1998 on Christmas Day. So he bought that domain name almost 20 years ago. So Smart. the way I see it is this almost feels like it was a they saw it coming. Yeah. And I think that when the Raiders were trying to get that joint stadium with the Chargers, I think on some level that was all a ploy. And now looking back on it, I don't think they ever really wanted to move to LA with San Diego. I think it was just kind of like, in a way they kind of used San Diego, got San Diego. It's excited about Los Angeles. And they, I think they always had Vegas in their back pocket. I really do. So, I mean, listen, uh, Derek Carr is getting tackled on second base in Oakland because they share the field with <laughs> the Oakland A's, and that's retarded for them to get yeah to be playing on a baseball field. And I think that people are like, oh, well, they wanted Oakland to kick the Oakland A's out of Oakland. That's not what they wanted them to do. They wanted them to make a, a, a solid decision on what they were going to do in regards to building a stadium for the A's, building a, helping build a stadium for the Raiders, and... I just I think Oakland was st- stood by their not giving public funds. They they're still on the hook for all the money they gave to Al Davis many years ago, over a hundred million dollars. So I, I understand where Oakland was coming from, but it is what it is. And I think the people just need to get over it. It's just like and at the same time too, the Raiders next to the Dallas Cowboys probably have the biggest fan base in the world.
0: Yeah. And
1: and I've been to Oakland games and even when the Oakland Raiders had winning seasons in the past. That stadium does not come close to selling out. No. So it's like, quit complaining, Oakland residents. Like you don't, you're not going to get the biggest Fairweather fans in the world unless they're in the black hole. They're one of the biggest Fairweather fans in the world, at least the, the fans within Oakland.
0: Right. Well, I think you're also witnessing something else in that city in general. Is, um, you know, the economic troubles that everyone's going through mm-hmm. because. Y- Rent has gone skyrocketing up because of the tech industry and everything. Mm-hmm. So I think it's kind of smart to get out um, to somewhere where people can, you know, kind of afford to go to a game or um, – and just – and expand the market at the same time. You know? Yeah, I mean – And you're right. What what better place to go than Vegas who has like an edgy um, image anyways and the Raiders have been the edgiest of all teams in the NFL since the afc i mean i came guess in. yeah i mean there's a lot of things that like the
1: first and foremost the nfl owns every market they're in i mean if you look at like every market they're in they have a big footprint on and the NFL's all about money uh, I, I read somewhere that roger goodell's goal is to get the nfl to be profit to be pulling in 25 billion a year by like 2026 or some crazy shit like that wow and where's the most money in this country and where does the NFL not have their fingerprints all over? Las Vegas. There's also other interesting things about this move to Vegas. Jerry Jones, and I, forgive me, I don't know all the details, but he owns a company, like a concierge company, that's based out of Vegas, that helps the whales, the, the very wealthy, like get rooms and, 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 and get these services, like, hey, I need tickets to this that are, that are sold out. His company now is going to have the rights to all the things in and out of that stadium. That is genius. I did not know that. And um and, and probably gonna be the only company that has that kind of access. And all the smaller companies underneath them that are going to be providing services like, oh you want to take us to Raiders game are probably gonna to have to go through them. Right. And then when 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 uh when the original backers for the Vegas Stadium backed out, Adelson or whatever his name was and then Goldman the Sachs how quickly, I mean, it was pretty phenomenal how quickly they got Bank of America to step up and loan them $650 million. Who do you think co-signed for them? Roger Goodell in the NFL. The Raiders have no equity other than the fact of their name. Mark Davis is one of the brokest owners in the league. He's got nothing to, to offer other than his team. The NFL is not going to let Bank of America then take over the team. So, I mean... There's a lot of crazy things that are going in and out of this story that I think that, honestly, 20 years from now, when our kids are adults, they're gonna go, it's going to be like some ESPN special, like the true <laughs> behind the scenes of how the Raiders moved to Vegas. And there's going to be some shady dealings going on. But at the end of the day, it's pretty fly, dude. Can you imagine a Super Bowl in Las Vegas? How much money is going to be generated in that town? Oh, my goodness. If they ever had the Super Bowl in Las Vegas... That would shut that city down. And I'm not really concerned. You know, you have people say, well, what about the players? You know, it's like, What about New Orleans? New Orleans is a party town. What about Miami?
0: Miami's a party town. Dude, people got in trouble in Denver. Denver yeah. is, like, one of the notorious areas for yeah. trouble. So. so there's there's yeah. lots of places in this country
1: where yeah. NFL players can get themselves in
0: trouble. Right. Trouble's going to find those who just want trouble is yeah. what it is. Like, it's not... Uh, you, what you're going to have to do, though, honestly, and I was thinking about this as soon as it happened, is they need to have a special program mm. um, oh, on the s- team staff for gambling. Yeah, they'll because, set something up. Yeah, and they will, of course. they they got the resources, too. And and most teams take really good care of their players. They yeah, I really think- good – I think um, the NFL will set something benefits.
1: up. You know, the NFL, they you know they have their, you know, now they have their domestic violence right. thing and their substance abuse right. and all that stuff. And the Players Association, I'm sure, will step up and say, you know, we need to have this program. But these guys are already gambling. Yeah. And that's another thing, too, I read is with like uh, DraftKings and what's the other online, um, there's a couple of those online betting sites. Yeah. Well, the NFL wants a part of that.
0: Well, you know who owns that? Disney. Uh, D- D- yeah, yeah I, Disney owns DraftKings. And I heard that Jerry Jones, who owns ESPN. Yeah, I so heard, it's just a whole they're just yeah, making money on it at I, every angle. I, at I heard this that point. Jerry
1: Jones and his son or sons or his kids, they have early investments in some of these DraftKings or whatever. So there's so much money going on and I think the very last the last most important issue or not even an issue. The one of the most important things that people are talking about is the taxes in California versus Vegas are substantial. Yeah. And not to, to, to use another sport, but for instance, Floyd Mayweather will not fight anywhere in the country outside of Las Vegas, no matter how big the venue is. When Pacquiao and Mayweather were going to fight, Jerry Jones offered up Dallas Stadium, whatever the name of the fuck that stadium is, Stadium with the Big TV, <laughs> offered up that stadium, which seats over 75,000 people, and Floyd Mayweather still chose the MGM Grand that seats sixteen thousand people, and Pacquiao and Mayweather would have sold out that Dallas Stadium, but he still chose the much smaller, significantly smaller MGM Grand, because Vegas, their taxes are just—you can't beat it. Yeah, I don't think they have any income tax, right? I don't even know how it works in Vegas, but
0: I'd have to ask my. If girlfriend. you're rich
1: and if you're rich and your money's coming through Vegas, you're gonna stay rich. They yeah. have their federal taxes, but I don't think they have state taxes. Right. But I mean, that's crazy. So that's another thing. Let's say the Raiders, or let's say the Raiders are. Let's say, the are, they, let's say they profit a hundred million dollars a year, and they stay in California. And out of that hundred million dollars a year, they've got to give, and they profit way more than that. But let's just say a hundred million dollars a year, they have to give the state of California like forty nine million of that. But they go to Vegas, and they're giving Vegas a like. Much smaller amount of money. So, and, and 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 then when they were with the Edelson guy, and he was like, they drew up the lease, and they said, we want to pay $1 a year for our lease, and Edelson freaked out and backed out. They did that on purpose. Of course, They didn't want him because the NFL didn't want to have anyone that owned a casino or had anything to do with casinos technically having somewhat of a say when it comes to the Raiders. Right. right. So, and then the Ronnie Lott thing in Oakland... Come on, dude. The money that they were putting up, they wanted to have stake in the team. You don't want to sell your team off to build a stadium. Stupid. So it's a win-win for the Raiders organization. It sucks for the Raider fans that chose not to go to Raider games. That said, they were going to
0: start going when the Raiders started winning. They, just get over it. <laughs> just get over it. I think they'll find some good fan, a good fan base in Las Vegas. And I don't think they're um, going to have a fan base to be honest with you. Well, I think they will because it's the Raiders. It's such a I mean, you're there's going to be the hardcore fans that are upset, but we'll get over it, and they'll still follow Like, you're not going to stop being a Raiders fan because they do No, of course Vegas. not. And, well, the thing is, too, is the Raiders travel well. We play right. in San Diego,
1: they sell out the whole stadium. Right. We play in Mexico, they sell out the whole fucking stadium. Yes. Yeah. We play in New England, I guarantee you a quarter of that stadium is going to be Raider fans. And And it goes back to the fans. For instance, Green Bay, Dallas Cowboys— the New York Giants, the Denver Broncos, um, Seattle Seahawks—those teams will never relocate. You want to know why? Because their fans love their football teams. Oh yeah, Do you I just ne- read
0: something actually that Denver has enough season ticket holders, like in the like in the waitlist, basically, yeah. to fill the entire stadium. Yeah, like it's crazy. <laughs> we're never going away from the
1: Dallas Cowboys would would never move out of Dallas. Because no. even when Dallas Cowboys stink, they still sell out. When Dak Prescott first started for the Dallas Cowboys last year, before they they realized how good he was going to be, they were still selling out. Because they the fans go with the hopes that this team, oh, we've lost our starting quarterback. Let's God, let's hope that they, they 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 figure it out. And the Dallas Cowboys did. If Derek Carr hurt himself, knock on wood, in preseason, Raider fans wouldn't go to games. Because the prodigal son is now hurt, yeah, and we're not going to go because we're going to lose anyways because we don't have Derek Carr. We saw it last year when we went to the playoffs. We lost to Houston, which is a team we beat earlier in the season. So, look, like, I've been to those games in Oakland. It's a shitty place to see a football game. I was scared for my life, and I'm a Raiders fan. Yikes, dude!
0: I was, I was honestly. Do you think as a Broncos fan if? I went and saw them in Vegas when they came that it would be okay. Well see I don't know, dude, because that's the problem with Raider fans. They're, they're crazy. I'm a Raider fan. Those, that's those are my brothers. They might have to go with body armor.
1: They're They're fucking stupid, dude. Yeah, they're dumb. And I'm a Raiders fan. I'll say that. No
0: listen, like when I when the Broncos were in Super Bowl 50 and I was at a Broncos bar up near the Bay Area where it was going down, uh, there were like a group of Raiders fans in there, only there just to talk shit because the Broncos were in the Super Bowl and they got real quiet really quick but it was just like what it, Raider family really, like that's what you're going to do with your time not stay at home and cook yeah. up some wings and watch the Super Bowl with your family and friends yeah. but you're going to go to a Broncos bar just to talk crap to the Broncos fans that were there it's like dude really what is Raider fans are, Raider lame. Raider fans
1: are like the mean girl that's not very cute <laughs>
0: Right, yeah, that we'll go to the it's football like the game. Big, we'll, angry goth chick.
1: Yeah, we'll go to the we'll go to football games <laughs> at the high school just to talk shit about the cute cheerleaders. <laughs> totally. You know what I mean? Yeah, and they're like, like, "Why like, are, you are
0: you here? You hate being here. I hate. Yeah. Coming. Why are you here? I mean, maybe they just wanted to see what it's like to be in a Super Bowl. I don't know. <laughs> I I used to go to
1: many years ago. I would go. My dad is a 49ers fan, but I used to. I used to work at Tower Records many years ago, and we, Tower Records was con, uh, like, had a deal with Ticketmaster. And we were friends. The store, uh, the, the, the local Ticketmaster rep at the time used to work at the Tower Records that I worked at, but she then worked at Ticketmaster. Ticketmaster, they own suites in every stadium that they sell tickets for, they have a suite there. So, for instance, in Denver, if you knew someone that worked at Ticketmaster, they could give you tickets to their suites. And it's almost like the way it worked out, it was almost kind of like a timeshare. They'd have to look at the schedule and go, oh, you know what? There's tickets available for this game. Do you want to go to this game? So I remember that the local Ticketmaster rep would give me tickets quite often. Um, It was right before the Rich Gannon years. So right before the Raiders really started looking really good back in the early 2000s. Yeah. So I used to go with my dad. And my dad and I would go, and we'd sit in these suites, and we'd feel like big shots. and, And, you know, it was amazing. We were sitting in suites, and when the Raiders were winning, we would leave 10 minutes early. And when the Raiders were losing, we would leave 10 minutes early. Because if the Raiders win, the fans are fucking chaotic. They'll fight each other just out of pure joy that they won. And if the Raiders lose, they'll fight each other out of pure fucking anger that they're losing. So we would get in the car, we'd get to the car, we'd get on the freeway, and we'd listen to the rest of the game on the radio as we were driving home from Oakland. And, uh, like, because there was one time where I stayed all the way to the end, and I honestly thought I was in a Mad Max movie. It was crazy. I mean, the fans were chaotic. It was nuts. Wow. So, I don't know. I'm sure there's that. Philadelphia, I mean, they throw snowballs with batteries in it. I've heard those stories, you know. (laughs) So fans are crazy, you know.
0: It happens. I mean, it happens everywhere. People get emotional about their teams. But, uh, yeah, come on. Just don't be lame about it. It's just football, people.
1: Yeah, it's just a game. Yeah, that's why we're dedicating a podcast, <laughs> because we think it's just a game.
0: It's true. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Broncos, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, we kind of had a quiet free agency. I think we shored up our lines, which is great. But uh, moving into the draft, I kind of have a theory. I, I'm, I'm in the camp that thinks the Broncos are going all in on Christian McCaffrey. Mm. Um, Obviously, there's ties between uh, Elway and McCaffrey and the Broncos back in the day, back in the heyday. Um, They've been longtime friends ever since. McCaffrey's from Stanford. Elway went to Stanford. I just think Elway always gets his man, and I really think that they're going all in. Yeah, I mean – I don't know. I Listen,
1: I, I think Christian McCaffrey is a hell of a running back. I think he had a ridiculous college career. Um, I, I, I know that we've spoken before about the comparison to Reggie Bush, which I don't necessarily think is fair to him or Reggie Bush because Reggie Bush really wasn't that bad of a running back. He just kind of was injured from time to time, and he wasn't very big. I think with Christian McCaffrey, if he's drafted with the idea by any team that he's going to be a 15-22 to carry-a-game guy, they're going to he's going to be beat up and he'll be out of the league in 6 or 7 years cuz he is not a very big guy compared right. to the other guys.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, he's more of an agile player. But I mean
1: if you guys use him in like schemes like where he comes out of the backfield and and he's an option to to catch a, you know, a screen pass or something, he could he can most certainly blow things up and make it very interesting and and make the game fun to watch. Um, I, I think I I I don't want to sound like a jerk here though, dude. I think that you, you're hoping more that they draft Christian McCaffrey because the connection to his father.
0: No, I don't think so. I mean, maybe a little bit. Yeah. I'm I'm a, I'm a little bit of a homer, and uh, it's all right. You know, of course, I love um, Ed McCaffrey and that guy, what he did for the Broncos. But uh, but no, I I, I just I don't know if it's hope. I I really think that. It, there's so much interest there from Denver and so many connections that it's probably going to happen yeah um, I just hope that we get better in the draft I don't care who we draft I just hope we have a good draft I think it was um it just came out that basically everybody from can't remember what year it was um, but it was like 2012 or 2013 or something but everybody on our team from that year everyone we drafted is now gone yeah. from our team so um, I just hope we have a solid draft but getting McCaffrey would be nice I think because we we need a dynamic playmaker that we can kind of flip around and uh, maybe someone in the return game I don't know You
1: know, I, I, it's funny because with the draft when you're saying about 2013 um, I think the draft is kind of a funny kind of an interesting beast in its own self because it's, it's also ratings, right? And it's commercial time that's being sold by the NFL and all the stuff. stuff. Every year, and this isn't like a statistic that I know for sure. I'm just going out on limb and giving my own perspective on it. Every year they build the draft up to make these guys seem like just phenoms. And then four or five years on the line, we've got maybe a handful of the names that you still remember that were drafted, and they're still on their original teams. And then you have four or five guys that were drafted like – third round and on that are superstars, the Antonio Browns and the and the Richard Shermans and the Tom Brady's, of course. And then you have those few offensive linemen that are still lingering that might be really good, like we got Gabe Jackson um, in 2014. The same year we got Derek Carr. We got Gabe Jackson in the third round. So we have to pay him soon as well. Um, I think this year they want to pay him because he's going to go into his lame duck season if we don't, and he's a solid uh, guard for us. So I think the draft is kind of built up to being bigger than it really is in my opinion because half these guys are just going to take their money and run because they're playing for the money, you know what I mean? So
0: Right, it's true. And it's I always try not to speculate um, before the draft too much because it's always silly. It's just silly because no one knows what anyone's doing or who anyone has on their draft board, and I don't think the teams know who they're drafting until it happens. Well, you see, know,
1: And that's why the Patriots are smarter than everyone else. Patriots don't even have a first round pick as of right now, unless they trade Jimmy Garoppolo, and they
0: get a first round pick. They don't have a first round pick, right? Or Butler. I know they're trying to give Butler to the Saints. I don't yeah. think. Yeah. Well, they happen. traded
1: away their first round pick for Cook, right? Which was a fucking, an amazing pickup because the Saints gave up their nineteenth. They drafted him nineteenth overall. The Patriots gave up their thirty first pick. I think they may have given up like a fourth rounder or something. Yeah, I think so. but Like a, it's comp, like a comp pick Kind of a something. steal
0: because Brandon Cooks is up and coming. I mean, he still hasn't even reached his potential, I don't think. But that's my point is the
1: Patriots will wait for another player to, like, be an unrestricted free agent, and they'll sign them. And they'll sign them relatively cheap because, hey, we're the Patriots. You want to win. Come to our team. So they, it's almost like they let other teams make the mistakes for them. And then you get someone like Cooks that's like, that guy's a solid wide receiver. We'll give you our 31st pick and our fifth rounder for him, proven wide receiver, versus let's spend all of our high picks on these unproven guys just for them to bust out. I like everyone's talking about Cleveland, how they got, they got two first rounders and they could trade into the third round because they've got all these picks stockpiled. Well, what happened to Jacksonville? Jacksonville did that with Blake Bortles and they've drafted all these guys. And if you look at the Jaguars every year on paper, they've had these amazing drafts because of who they pick up. But most of these kids, they just want the money and they want to bounce. Like, They do want to play football. That's their dream. But at the end of the day, you take this guy who has no money, who's eating mayonnaise sandwiches before he's drafted, and you give him $10 million, now he's fucking living life. His focus isn't football. I I think by getting these guys in the second, third round and paying them less money, seeing how hard they want to work, that's where it's at, in my opinion. I mean, to be honest with you, I think the Raiders should just trade out of the first round get pick up another second and another third
0: yeah i mean usually it goes if you don't in the first round if you don't get someone in the top 10 it's kind of a bust because i mean there, there are those huge playmakers that come around they go number one or number two and usually not quarterbacks i'm talking people like von miller and like Nadama you know that these guys that have been in the league for like 10 years now that are still just killing people yeah um Guys like that, but they're few and far between. You know what I'm saying? Like you can only name probably on one hand over the past 10 years. So you're right. I mean most of the great players – look at Tom Brady. He was what, a fifth-round pick? I think sixth-round pick. Actually, I think you're right. Yeah, and like even like the Broncos of old, most of our awesome Broncos – like Rod Smith were like undrafted, dude. But I mean, you get these Farrell guys. Terrell Davis was basically, you know, but you get a these nobody.
1: You get these guys for like relatively cheap. Mm-hmm. I mean, how is it the Patriots had? They were in the Patriots. I think this year were like in the top five with salary cap space, and they've got the greatest quarterback of all time on their team. How is that possible that they have all this cap space? And all the money that they're giving out, they're really only giving out to one guy. Because everyone else, they drafted in the third, fourth, fifth round. They're paying these guys BS contracts for like $2.5 million contracts for four years or however it works out. And these guys are superstars. They're good players. But then what happens is right when these guys get to the point where they're going to start demanding a lot of money, Belichick's like, I'll trade you to the Browns and get another pick because I think you're good, but I don't think you're $50 million contract good. Because I could plug someone else in that spot. I mean, I think we talked about it on a, f- a few podcasts ago that the GM from Atlanta, who used to work in the front office for the Patriots, called Belichick and said, what do you think of Julio Jones? I think I'm, I'm going to trade up and grab him. And Belichick said, all you need your wide receiver to do is catch the ball. That's where he, he, he lumped Julio Jones into that and Julio Jones is a monster. Oh yeah, dude, Julio Jones is the best wide receiver in football right now. But that just shows you Belichick's mindset. I need someone to catch yeah. the ball, I need someone to block, I need someone to run the ball. I don't I, the only position in his mind on the field that's the most important is the guy who's throwing the ball. And he's got that.
0: Yeah. No, he's they're smart um, it, it, You're right, I mean the teams that succeed Are the ones that make the smart choices I was happy with the Broncos that we didn't make Any big splashes in free agency I think some people were disappointed that We didn't go after like Poe mm-hmm. Or um, you know some of the big name Defensive linemen We went after guys that are really solid Have been in the league for a long time Very productive But are like yeah. not going to break the bank So I think we've been very smart um, I think the Raiders have been very smart, saving a lot of cap space for Carr. The AFC Westman is going to be really competitive, except yeah. for the Chargers, because they're doing nothing. Yeah. It's like crickets over there, and Phillip Rivers is getting up there, and they don't have any answer there. Yeah. So um, Talk about
1: – that's got to probably be the hardest hardest coaching job in the NFL next year. Yeah. I mean, you're going to be coaching a professional football team to play in front of 25,000 people. Small-ass stadium.
0: Yeah, it's going to be tough for them for the next few years. I mean, it'll be great when the Raiders show up. But then it's (laughs) going to (laughs) suck. Because then then it'll sell out. Yeah, well, it's just going to suck, though, I think, even after that, when they have the stadium, because now you're sharing sharing this L.A. market with two teams— that could never survive, that one team that could never survive in in the first place. So and that's where it's mind-boggling to me, like, how this is going to work. And that's where money talks. Stan Kroenke had the money. Yeah. He didn't need L.A. to give him money. No, And but that's where, um, this is what I'm afraid of, though, is that the Rams already had more history here than the Chargers did. And so with them coming first, Stan Kroenke not needing the money, the Chargers could be in a really bad situation here, man. They could lose a lot of fans because they, let's They've be honest, they're fair-weathered fans. fans anyways. Yeah. San Diego is now hurt, like, personally, those fans. And so I don't know if they'll be fans of the team anymore. I, I'm really afraid that that franchise could crumble, actually. Listen, I the, don't really give the a shit the Chargers, the Chargers. The Chargers
1: have but. a good history. I guess if you look at their history... No, they don't. Listen, I mean, I'm just saying, <laughs> if you look at their history... Name 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 some good history from the Chargers for me. Well, I mean, I'm talking about like players like Dan Fouts. And... Well, no,
0: uh, great. Yeah, okay. good but players. But my, You're my right. point is,
1: they're like the Bengals of the AFC West. Yeah, absolutely. They're just a team to exist. You need 32 yeah. teams in the league, and they're a team to exist. <laughs> they're just kind of there. I mean, even the Detroit Lions have a little bit more, even though they've sucked at most of their existence. Yeah, they still have history, though. Yeah.
0: Well, they're one of the original teams, too.
1: Yeah, and it, to go back to the Vegas Raiders thing, the reason why Vegas is a good spot for the Raiders is, like I said earlier, they the team travels well, they pull in fans. So if you are going to have tra- and I think that that was really, I honestly believe that, that was really the mindset is like if they the NFL was going to put a team in Vegas, that was their goal. And I think that when the LA thing didn't work out, like let's say let's say Mark Davis and his bowl cut was like, look, I want to move the team to LA. Which, at the end of the day, that should have been the team to come to L.A. because there's there's more Raider fans here than there are Ram fans and Charger fans. But, the way the, but when it didn't happen, the NFL probably went to Mark Davis and said, don't worry, dude, we got a nice, beautiful bed sitting for you in Las Vegas. It's already in the works. We've already started the whole process. Do you think the $750 million was just voted on in like two days? It's probably been something that's been in the works for years. And the way they looked at it is like, look, you travel well. Why do you think they keep sending the Raiders to London and Mexico and all these places? they they're it's like they're it's like they're writing the script. They're setting us all up. And we're like, oh wow, that's how Iron Man was able to build the suit because earlier in the movie he was building a beautiful car. So he's capable of building that fucking awesome
0: Iron Man suit. Right. They're leading us to believe Yeah what we what they want and so it's always been about branding you know i mean the the most successful teams brand themselves well i mean broncos included and and cowboys especially um you know all of these teams that are like recognizable around the world yeah um you know it's like the chicago bulls dude yeah but back in the day you couldn't go anywhere in the world and everyone knew who michael jordan and the bulls were
1: yeah but see like for instance the broncos and right. the Cowboys, right. they built their teams based off of their success. Yes. If you look at, even though the Steelers and the Raiders both have success, when I was a little kid, I, I said to my dad, I was like, I think I like the Raiders because I saw Marcus Allen do that crazy run in the Super Bowl. I was very little. And my dad said, when I was your age, the Raiders were the meanest team in the league, and that's why I liked them. Same thing with the Chargers. or That's Chargers, the Steelers. Mm-hmm. people like those guys because they want to see them hurt yeah. other people impose pain on them it's the hurt business right mm-hmm. so that's where the Raiders get their mystique from is the autumn wind or whatever that do doo do do what that song is what's that Raiders <laughs> song oh well, I don't know it, we gotta google it dude that's a really cool song yeah anyways <laughs> but they built their mystique based off of how they played and they still that's why Jack Terrell doesn't give a fuck when we have like you know, 22 penalties for 200 yards because he's like that's who we are we're not going to change for anyone. We're just going to go in there and kick your ass.
0: So, it's awesome, man. I mean, but again, it's branding. So the Raiders are known for that grit and good for them. And I don't know what the Chargers are going to do. They're, their symbol is a lightning bolt. It's crazy. And they it's don't crazy. have any energy. It's almost like it's not real, right? Like, It's like, really weird. I don't know. It just it just feels like there's no... And it's felt like this for, ever since they got rid of Schottenheimer, to be honest. Ever since... They made that move. It just feels like no one gives a shit yeah. in managing that team. Yeah. Because every other team has, like, look at the Raiders, dude. They've been leaps and bounds better. Granted, they, have, they didn't have that much of a drop off. I mean, they, like, after 2002, they went through a dip. 2002,
1: we stunk and, up until last yeah, year. Yeah, I mean,
0: and the Broncos had their dip, though, too. But every team had, has but their our, dip. But our dip was like 15 years. Let's That's be true. You That's That's a have, big fucking you dip. You did have a while. But I think you guys are. Have gotten out of that ditch, hopefully. Like a dip is like Chiefs the same way. Like
1: a dip is like missing the last step on a set of stairs. That's a dip. Like the Raiders fell down the stairs. (laughs) Like you know what I mean. Like
0: (laughs) all the way to the basement. The Raiders at the top of
1: the stairs like waved goodbye to their mom and just tumbled down the stairs. That is true. It was it was a while. Like the dip. Like right now, a dip in the team that I'm seeing is like a dip. Like okay, it's they're gonna come back. It's like the Colts. Like they're going through a dip. But like, can you imagine? Like right now, the Colts aren't very good. Can you imagine? Like, if say in 2027, they just now started having a winning season. Right. We'd be like, what the fuck, dude? 2027, <laughs> like, that's a long way away. Yeah. So, yeah. that's my that's my point. Is the Raiders had, but the problem was, is because Al Davis was fucking senile. Oh, yeah. He was like, who's the fastest guy in the combine? Right. Draft that guy. Oh, that guy's a DB. Fuck it. He's going to be a punt returner. Yeah. You know, it, you know, it didn't
0: make sense, man. And I then imagine. Jamarcus
1: Russell, God bless his oh, heart. Man. Man, just hot garbage. That guy. Hot garbage. Yeah, bad. Not Big good. time. Big time. So we'll see if uh, if 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 uh, if, if D Carr can can continue his upward swing.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think uh, the, our teams in the AFC West have kind of improved, except the Chargers. And we'll see. I, I think the Chiefs are on the decline, though. But that's a story for another day.
1: Andy Reid plays like Buddy Coach too much.
0: Yeah, he's like a Jeff Fisher, but like 300 pounds heavier. He ate Jeff Fisher, I think. I think he did. I heard a rumor about that. The the, the Rams traded Jeff
1: Fisher to uh, Andy Reid's kitchen. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But, you know, and I heard like like, Jeff Fisher was really soft, like chewy. (laughs) Yeah, I think Jeff
1: Fisher, he kind of played this like he had a lot. Yeah, soft and chewy. I don't
0: know. I just... I don't know how that guy had a job for, like, 15 years.
1: Well, it's because he had some good years in Tennessee. You like, know. two
0: good years Yeah, in Tennessee. Yeah, he had some
1: good years in Tennessee. And then that's all you need in this league. If you can win, like, two or three seasons, get your team to the playoffs two or three years in a row, yeah. then you're a coach that everyone's going to— It's like the John Foxes of the league. Look like at, look, just, look, the this... players
0: love them. They're easygoing. And... You're going to
1: hate that I'm going to say this. But... Uh-oh. But what about Mike Shanahan? Yeah. Oh, no, I agree with you. I mean, he was a coach for the Raiders and then they fired him after 8 games. There was something there. I think he probably was like, Al oh, Davis, you're crazy. You're controlling the team. Why did you hire me?" He mm-hmm. goes to Denver and he's a pretty good coach. He does all right, but he's got John Elway, he's got all these Terrell Davis, he's got all these he's got all these great players.
0: No, 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 no. No. I'm I'm going to correct you a little bit there because yes, he had John Elway, okay. but as far as, like, receivers and everything. Okay, but, like... Well, well and he did come into a good defense, because we had Steve Atwater but, and, of but like Mecklenburg. It, think so of it like, this way. Think of it this way, though. So, I, I understand what you're saying, but he drafted TD. Yeah. We got Rod Smith, and then we traded... Did we trade for McCaffrey, or was that a free agent no, pickup? I think I not was free agent. I think it was a free agent out of Baltimore, and we grabbed him. And that really made the difference... To put us to get us over the hump, but it was also his schemes. Like, but like oh, I, a, I, I see what you're saying. He was, I, I see where my, my, you're but going. What did, he,
1: what did he do after Elway retired? Yeah. And then what did he do when he left Denver? Yeah. So it's like he had some good years, and he was branded like a great coach for so many years.
0: Yeah. He was and branded that, a mastermind, and I don't think he was a mastermind.
1: Yeah, it's like okay, if you take um, what the fuck's the coach's name for Atlanta right now? Uh, Quinn. Okay, you Dan say, Quinn. Let's say, for some reason, Belichick said, I'm calling it quits. I'm not coaching anymore. Um, Or he would say, I'm I'm calling it quits. I'm not coaching anymore. That's how he'd (laughs) say it. But so let's say he quit, and Tom Brady stuck around, and you brought Quinn over from Atlanta. As long as he didn't change the scheme up too much, the Patriots would still be a fucking scary team. I mean, granted, Belichick deserves a lot of the respect for that because of the schemes and how smart he is. I mean it's really hard work to get the right camcorder to record other teams' practices. You right. Know? I mean, that's hard work to cheat but and deflate balls and stuff. But Belichick's a good coach. My point is is Shanahan had John Elway. You know, after that, after John Elway, Shanahan was just an average coach. So.
0: Yeah, I agree with you there.
1: Yeah. But you guys still won two championships with John Elway, so that's all that matters.
0: Yeah, that's really all that matters. And now Elway's winning more. Uh Uh, Something I wanted to touch on, and I don't know, I'm probably going to get shit for this, but there's a lot of people coming out with memes on the internet and all kinds of stuff saying that Kaepernick isn't getting looked at as a quarterback for any of the teams because of his antics um, during the Pledge of Allegiance last year. And... um, I think you kind of agree with that, and I and I partially agree with that. However, like there was one meme that was like comparing it to like Ray Lewis, who's a murderer, mm. um, <clears throat> Ray Rice, who's a woman beater, but he didn't get a second chance, and yeah. then Ben Roethlisberger, who's who was an alleged rapist, but all those guys apparently they were saying got second chances, but here's Kaepernick, who's clean and was fighting for something good, and he's not getting a second chance. I completely disagree with that. I think it's more of his play. His play has gone down the past few years. It has regressed. And um, teams right now are kind of waiting for things to pan out with the draft and with the rest of free agency and with probably to the Tony Romo situation mm-hmm. before they jump in on a guy like Kaepernick. Yeah. And so Kap- look, Kaepernick is going to be on someone's team. Mm -hmm. Come OTAs. I guarantee you, dude, there's no way that he's going to be a free agent for very long. But all of these people that are all up in arms because of that, I think, need to kind of relax a little bit because there's a lot of other things at play besides that. And that is definitely at play, but I don't think that's the main number one reason. Like, oh, forget Kaepernick. Like, he's knelt knelt for the Pledge of Allegiance. Well, I I think, and this might be
1: defending Colin Kaepernick a little bit too much from my part, is um, I think he's a pretty good quarterback. I don't think he's got it between the years. I think he's athletic. I think he's a scheme type quarterback. I agree. I think uh, Harbaugh threw him in there a few years back because he needed to like somehow fool these defenses. I don't think it was that Alex Smith wasn't capable. I think that John Harbaugh needed to like change things up so teams didn't know what they were dealing with. <laughs> um, I think that teams haven't signed him yet, partly because of the not kneel or the kneeling during the pledge of allegiance or whatever. I think the thing is, is they don't want to show their hand. And I think where Colin Kaepernick is, it's like he he he's probably outpriced himself. You know, teams aren't going to give him that seventeen million a year or ten million a year. He's more like two million a year type quarterback to me. Um, and so, if a team goes out and tries to draft him now or draft him, sign him now before the draft, they're showing their hand. And he knows that, and his agents know that. And they're like, oh, you're talking to us now? That must mean you you really desire his talents. But after the draft happens and free agency starts to whittle down, I think you'll see a team step up, like the Seattle Seahawks. Or I think a good team for him would be, like, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, he's, I mean, Beth, Ben Roethlisberger is a mobile quarterback for the most part. He can move. True. Um Colin Kaepernick's the type of quarterback that you can have on your roster as a backup and that if your main guy goes down, he's going to come in and he's going to do something for you. And if Michael Vick can get back into the league after what he did, Colin Kaepernick's going to be fine. Right. And I think the fact that people are making a big deal out of the fact that, oh, he hasn't been signed yet, is it because Adrian Peterson hasn't been signed yet. Right.
0: Jamal yeah, Charles hasn't been signed yet. That's my point is like there's a lot more going on here than just simply uh oh the league is entirely racist. Like come on. No,
1: I I don't think it's racist. I think I think that whatever team signs him He's already come out and said, "I'm not going to do that next year. I'm done with that. I've 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 proved the point that I've wanted to prove." Right. He and got now, the discussion. So I going. think that Great. was that was his agent releasing that statement. Yeah. And I think that when he sits down with the team, they're going to say, "Listen here, dude. The first time you fucking kneel during the national anthem, you're cut. You're not on our team anymore." And all that shit's going to be in his contract. You can't do anything detrimental to the team. You can't take away. And that's what. Colin Kaepernick really did wrong is it wasn't so much what he did because he he was fighting the good fight, so to speak. Like, I dig what he did. I had no problems with what he did. I didn't hate him. I, I thought it was stupid that people were burning his jersey and the whole, you know, if you don't love America, get out. Like, he, was, he wasn't, I don't think he was trying to say he didn't love America. I think he was just saying, like, look this is what I'm going to do to bring attention to what's going on. And I think he did it poorly. He could have just stood up and Put his head down and not put his hand over his chest or whatever but i just think that was blown out of proportion i mean it definitely was on both sides i think they don't even do the pledge of allegiance in school anymore yeah you know when i was a kid you had to stand up and do it they don't even do that in school anymore so if they don't do that in i mean i'm sure that there are schools across the country that still do that right but if they don't do that in school anymore then why is colin kaepernick in trouble for not doing that it's it's stupid so I mean, He's it's gonna all get signed. silly
0: stuff, but you know, America wants to keep their propaganda machine going so we all look patriotic during our giant sporting events.
1: But it just don't take don't don't make it about you, and that's where he fucked <clears> up. <throat> right. He made he made every Sunday about him and what he believed in, which was righteous. Yeah. But it's not about you. You've got fifty-one guys on the field with you, you've yeah. got a whole coaching staff, you've got a whole stadium full of fans wearing your jersey. And, I, and like I said, he fought the good fight, and it was a righteous cause. But if he if he wanted to do what he did, he should have held press conferences after the game. Right. He should have made it more—he should have—I don't know. I, I think what he did wasn't that big of a deal, and I'm not dissing the guy for what he did. I just think that he could have probably spoken to people that were—that had a, diff, a different outlook on Like Tony Dungy, I mean, for instance. He
0: obviously also wanted to— bring attention to him. Yeah, I mean, Tony
1: Dungy would have sat him down and said, don't do that.
0: What if you did this? Right. You know, someone like that would have... Well, yeah, I mean, it doesn't help that the 49ers organization at the time was a mess anyways, so I think maybe now they're getting their stuff together, but we'll see. Well,
1: and I guarantee you, that's probably one of the reasons why Chip Kelly was told by because he didn't do anything as the head ball coach to tell Colin Kaepernick, you're not going to do that. That's true. Can yeah, you imagine? No really if, can you that. imagine if Chip Kelly would have pulled him aside and said, listen... Uh, you choose not to stand during the National Anthem and be a part of your team, and you could chill in the locker room, and I'll call you if I need you. Speak when spoken. Yeah. But the problem is, is then if you do that, then you're a racist. If you do that,
0: you're a racist right. organization. Right, that's what so, I'm saying. It's like, oh my It's goodness. not all about you're racism. Caught between, right, right. It's You're caught between a rock and a hard place, and that's all I'm saying. It's not about racism. Like, to an extent, it's about his actions but mostly it's about the business of football. And you're right. There's a lot of people not playing their hand. A lot of people don't address their needs right away because they're seeing what happens in the draft. They're seeing what happens after the draft with free agency because you can get guys super cheap at that time. Yeah. Guys like Kaepernick, guys like Romo, guys like, you know, Adrian Peterson, who's still Man. out there, like you said. So um, I just wanted to get that off my chest because I was like, you know, I just had some friends throwing some memes around and I'm just like, really, guys? Come on. Yeah, Use your brain a little bit. Um, Anyways, uh, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the draft, um, there's a couple troublemakers out there mm-hmm. that we think might make a splash and might make teams kind Joe of... Joe Mixon? Uh, yeah, Joe Mixon, who likes to beat women.
1: You know, I also have... Okay, this is a slippery slope. Uh, Uh-oh. And it's not really so much my opinion. It's just more of a thought. Okay, Joe Mixon punches that young lady in the face. Horrible. I have a daughter. When my daughter goes to college someday, if some gentleman punched her in the face, I'd be livid. But some of the stuff that's come out from it, first, he it happened in 2014. He was suspended, from what I understand, the whole season because of it. It just wasn't made public at the time. I don't know how true it is, I'm just saying what I've read, because obviously none of us were in that little restaurant at the time. Right. I guess the none girl like experts either. The girl pushed him, which is on the video. She spit on him, which I think is on the video, supposedly used a derogatory word towards him, the N-word, from what I've read. So she essentially was pushing his buttons, and he hit her. Now he made the wrong choice, and he, and he hit her, and it was horrible, and he should have done it. Um, but let's be honest Do we want Okay, it kind of It's it's apples to oranges but steroids for instance You get these guys that are suspended For four games for steroids Do we really believe that Peyton Manning Wasn't using some sort of Enhancing drugs Do we want to believe that say uh, Tony Romo's used something To speed up his recovery process These guys are all human um, Julius Pepper's who's been playing for 16 seasons, the guy looks like a monster in and out of his fucking uniform, that these guys aren't using performance-enhancing drugs. But look at all the guys that are being suspended. Give me one big name football player. One big name. Just one in the last 10 years that's been suspended for using performance-enhancing drugs. I'm talking like just a big-name guy.
0: Yeah, I don't
1: know. None. Yeah. Because what's going on is anytime these guys get popped and they're they're suspended for for the substance abuse, that's how they title it, substance abuse. They don't really tell you what their the substance is. They're kind of like um, they're like the sacrifi- uh, sacrificial lamb. We're gonna suspend you so we can show the world that we're trying to keep drugs out of the game we don't want these guys to be heroes we do want them to be heroes we do want them on paper to be role models and to be that mean joe green from the coca-cola commercial like here kid here's my jersey (laughs) we want that but at the end of the day we don't want that we want these guys to be vicious animals to go out and and kill each other on the field now back to the 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 lady beaters we don't want lady beaters to be to be given the opportunity to earn millions and millions of dollars but what people don't understand in my opinion is these guys don't come from good places a lot of times they come from domestic violence backgrounds they come from from situations that none of us have really ever dealt with i've never walked in the shoes of half these guys and the shit they grew up seeing so the minute they make a mistake we're ready to jump on them but Adrian Peterson gets in trouble for spanking his kid with a switch. And, and he had like a spanking room or something where he would take his kids in there and whoop them like some weird Game of Thrones thing. <laughs> and they, he gets suspended, all this stuff, but he's back in the league. I just I, I just feel like... I'm Not that people are making a big deal about it, but it's like, fine, the guy gets drafted, you don't like that he hit a woman, that sucks. But the guy made a mistake. 99% of the people that watch football... Their closets are filled with skeletons. True. So can you imagine if one, like let's say a guy who works hard for his family, stressed out, he's barely paying the mortgage. He can't figure out how he's going to buy his kids shoes. And one day he just hauls off and smacks his wife. Horrible. Shouldn't have done it. Has nothing to do with his job. Has nothing to do with his way of earning money. And then all of a sudden his boss down at the plant says, you know what, dude? I didn't like that you did that. So you're fired. You didn't go to jail for it. There was no charges pressed against you. But now you're not allowed to come in here and earn money for your family. That's, I'm just saying, all I'm saying is, I think as fans, we need to look at this from a different angle. Right. And see it as, if this guy Joe Mixon gets drafted and he does it again, then yeah, dude, you know what, pal, you're out of here. But we all make mistakes. Everyone has to learn from their mistakes.
0: Yeah, I don't know. No, I agree with you. I I think that in this day and age, with the twenty four hour news cycle and social media, we we've, we've become really quick to uh, demonize people for things that or mistakes that they've made, and not all of the facts get out there because. You know, only the sensational stuff is the stuff that hits the headlines. So, yeah, the fact that maybe this guy already did his time for this crime, which he was suspended or, yeah. you know, maybe he did apologize. Maybe you, you don't even know the whole story. And everybody's like, oh, whoever drafts Joe Mixon is terrible. But yeah. meanwhile, everyone's meeting with Joe Mixon, including yeah. the Broncos. Yeah. So it's like, um, yeah, I don't think people should be demonized for one mistake. I do think that, you know. Abuse like that of any kind is unacceptable. Oh, unacceptable. And so if if there's any sign of it happening again, that, you know, it's kind of like one strike and you're out, not three strikes. Well, that's like, why I said it's a slippery slope. Yeah.
1: Like right now, for instance, it's illegal from what I've heard to spank your kids now. Like you are not allowed to hit your kids, which cool. I've, I've never, my son's five, my daughter's almost three. I've never laid a hand on either one of them. Never spank them. I don't plan on doing I don't think you doing. need to, though. Well, you it's don't need about to. about respect. There's a few times where I've wanted to fucking haul up oh, and smack my kid. <laughs> of course. But what I'm saying is, is it's illegal to do that, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say tomorrow I fucking lose my cool and I spank my kid. I don't break a bone. I don't leave a bruise. I just give him a good ass whooping. And then let's say two years from now, he's old enough, and he goes and tells his teacher, my dad spanked me two years ago, and then now... I'm in trouble for it. You know, I, I made a poor choice. I lost my cool. I spanked my son. And I know that it's complete apples to oranges from punching a young lady in the face. Right. To, but let's look at it again, too. This happened in 2014. Why is it just coming out now? Because the guy's about to be a millionaire. Yeah. Let's be honest. Right. True. So now his people, when he gets drafted, have to allocate some money to get this girl to stop talking. It's all, it's just, it's, it's all bullshit, dude. It's like, it's, yeah. the gr- if the girl, if, if it should have come out two years ago, we should have heard about this in 2014, not right before the kid's going to get drafted. Yeah. And if he was suspended, like they said he was, and he did his time or whatever ended up happening to him, from what I understand, they kind of swept it under the rug. Even the cops kind of swept it under the rug, which was surprising yeah. to me. But the, let, let the guy get drafted, let him play football, see how he turns out. I can't tell you uh, many 19, 20-year-olds that don't make really fucking crazy, stupid mistakes. Yeah, come on. Uh, but, again, if it starts to get repeated, that's when things need to go down. Look at the but... fucking lacrosse player from Stanford who fucking raped that girl. Yeah. And got, what, like six months in that jail? That was ridiculous. And, like, that conversation's like, no one's talking about that kid anymore. No.
0: Well, they did pass a law, though, about that kid, so that's good. But something good... Did come out of that, but um, I'm just saying he played
1: lacrosse. This guy Joe Mixon plays football. Right? Lacrosse isn't a huge, or was it lacrosse, or was he a swimmer or something? He was a no, swimmer. No,
0: I thought it was lacrosse. Okay,
1: he was. Who some, cares? The guy's a scumbag. Yeah, he's a scumbag. But what I'm saying is, is his sport that he was in isn't a nationally recognized yeah, sport. No, right. But if it was, he would still be in the news right now. Yep. But true. because his sports, like yeah, whatever, fuck you. I don't watch that anyways uh yeah, whatever you're rich you're rich we we can't hold you down you're you're going to your father's rich you're going to grow up privileged you're going to continue to be privileged some fucking law firm's going to hire you and still put your fucking picture on their website but joe mixon plays football it's like it's a bigger story it's like the same reason why we're still talking about fucking donald trump who gives a fuck yeah so let's just wait a few more years and the guy's going to be gone Ugh. like why are we still
0: talking about some and of then these we can stupid things clean up things? that mess yeah. yeah, man. Different, just, podcast, but, yeah, you know. different podcast, but, um, that's a different podcast. Yeah, man. I mean, I agree with you. I think that some team is going to get a steal now because his draft mm-hmm. stock is going to drop. And I hope
1: the Raiders pick him up in the second or third round. Yeah, there you go. Paying I mean, $4 million for four years. Done. You know? Like a yeah. Tyree kill for the Chiefs. We talk about it all the time. Yep. The guy punched his pregnant girlfriend in the stomach. Like, what is worse than that? Like, listen. Nothing. Yeah. Maybe maybe rape. Yeah. worse. But I mean Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's worse. About it. But I mean, punching a pregnant woman in the stomach is yeah, you, crazy you're, you're essentially trying to murder a baby. Yeah. And maybe if that's not your intent, like you you could borderline could murder a, a baby. That's nuts, right? Yeah. And here's this guy, he plays in the NFL, he doesn't get to go to the combine, that's the punishment. You don't get to go to the combine. And then he gets drafted by the Chiefs and he has this great year and everyone fucking loves him. Oh his jerseys are probably selling. He's doing all right and um, so far so good he's proven to be somewhat of a uh, an upstanding citizen give these guys a chance let them you know unless yeah. you're Alden Smith get rid of him I loved Alden Smith but bye goodbye dude <clears throat> bye dude
0: that's too much again yeah give them a chance see what they're gonna do um, give them as much support as possible and if they fuck up again then whatever of these, not, a lot of of these guys one. shame on
1: yeah you. don't do the George Bush thing dude yeah when George Bush when George Bush said you fooled me once uh, shame Yeah, I was <laughs> I was trying
0: to walk myself sh- through it slowly. Sh- like, shame
1: wait. on shame on you and if yeah. you fool me again then uh shame on uh shame on you again. I don't know. <laughs> whatever whatever George W Bush said. Oh, I miss him now. I do miss him.
0: Yeah, dude. He was I like take the, him now. he was like that lovable He was like the uncle, like the drunk uncle was yeah. president. Like uh, I guarantee you he president. bought he,
1: he bought cigarettes for minors before he became president. He seemed like that kind of guy.
0: Oh, for like sure. You walk
1: up to a 11' and like, Hey, excuse me, Mr. Bush, can you can you get us some cigarettes? Yeah, sure, I'll get you some cigarettes. <laughs> you can
0: give me one of those cigarettes, I'll buy them for you. Can I hang with you for just five minutes? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Listen. As I said, w- 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 out loud, we in front of other people, we want these guys to be heroes. But deep down inside, do we want them to be just hurt machines. Yeah. We want them to fucking hurt Tom Brady. Yeah. And fucking... We I want, want to-
0: Von Miller to destroy people's lives. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. I'm sad that he hasn't, actually. I mean, you know, he's done a lot of sacks, but I'm not talking like... I would love one game where he just fucking goes nuts and tears a well, quarterback's like Achilles or something. Well, see, something. that's Somehow why that's why like um, fucking dude like these guys are all pussies compared to what happened like 30 years ago yeah, in football. Well,
1: look at Steve Smith, for instance, uh, Steve Smith Sr. I watched that Football Life thing about him on the NFL Network. Yeah. And I loved it. He said um, that his uh, his goal every game was to make the make cornerbacks look so mad that their moms were pissed at him. <laughs> and that's And I was like, that's crazy, dude. Like, he went into every game, and there's this one footage where he takes, I think it's like, I want to say Pac-Man Jones, and literally stiff arms him and throws him to the ground. Have you seen the footage? No. No. It's like the best. That's awesome. It's like that footage of the bus r- literally running over. Oh, like yeah. Like, literally running over that guy.
0: Oh, that was amazing.
1: Like, I think it was Pac-Man Jones. Uh, Steve Smith was running, and Pac-Man Jones was coming up behind him, and he put his arm on, stiffed arm but in but he was behind him, but in the process, grabbed a hold of his jersey, pulled him forward, and threw him to the ground. <laughs> and full stride. Didn't stop running. Um Impressive. So that's what we want out of our full players. We want them yeah. to just go into a game and try and just hurt and embarrass their,
0: their opponent. Yeah, hurt and embarrass your opponent, not your lady friends. Yes. And there you have it, folks. Stop hitting That's women, the moral dude. for the night. And uh, welcome back, and thanks yeah. for joining us again. And uh, we'll be back soon with another one. Um, yes, sir. Probably... Jeez, the draft is coming up. I can't wait. Hopefully sooner than this time, but who knows? Yeah, there's not much going on right now, though. So, um, you know, it'll be really interesting after the draft. And then uh, organized team activities start soon. Yay. Yeah, so, man. woohoo. OTAs. OTA.
1: Yeah, man. Thank you, guys. Take care. Have a great night.